Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. tough and smart, a man that's running against somebody that's never done a damn thing in the Senate, Mr. Jason Lewis. JT, we are back. Hour number two underway with the talk show host, formerly known as Congressman Jason Lewis in for Vince Coakley today. Vince will be back tomorrow when he gets all of the shopping done. And Vince, nothing big, nothing big this year, just a little tiny <clears throat> remembrance would be good. Would be good. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, when the president uh, introed me at that rally that you hear in the outtake, he was talking about my opponent uh, for the United States Senate in that particular race who was and is Senator Tina Smith. Now, if you don't know who Tina Smith is in the U.S. Senate, think about everything that's wrong with the country. That's Tina Smith. Uh, I'm telling you, how did I feel like, I feel sort of feel like, um, you know, Mike Dukakis and George Bush. How did I lose to this guy? How did I lose to this woman? Tina Smith is a transplant from New Mexico to, to Minnesota where I was running. And... She came up here basically to go to work for a very woke corporation and for Planned Parenthood. So she went to work in, as, a, as a bean counter, <laughs> whatever the hell she did at General Mills, one of the most woke, pandering corporations in American history. Just, a, just some really, really chicken littles over there. And, of course, I, I can say that because I, don't, I didn't get any money from corporate PACs when I was running for the U.S. Senate. They all supported Tina Smith because she would do corporate bidding. She believes in corporatism, a, a sort of a, not capitalism, corporatism, where corporations act for the benefit of the government in exchange for favors. That is Tina Smith. And if you look at all the money she got from crypto crook, Sam Bankman Fried, or is it Freed? Um, she said, well, I, okay, I'll give my $5,600 back from the crypto crook, but I'm going to give it to Planned Parenthood. This woman loves abortion. The days of Bill Clinton talking about abortion ought to be safe, rare, and legal. <laughs> so we, safe, rare, and legal are over. Now it's abortion, the more the merrier. Right up to birth, post-birth abortion, you name it, and states are going nuts since the Dobbs decision. Smith's latest 
threat to the Supreme Court is to pack it unless they unless they rule the way she wants. Now she wants to pack the Supreme Court, which is an attack on the judiciary. She refused to condemn the protests in Minneapolis that turned into riots. She says the police are corrupt. And she voted against partial birth abortion and late-term abortion and post-birth abortion restrictions. Oh, and she loves Planned Parenthood because that's where she used to work. The woman does not want to keep abortion legal. She wants more abortions. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring this up, A, because it's such an offense at Christmas time, but B, because believe it or not, Democrats, with the help of the Dirty Dozen, 12 Republicans who ought to be primaried, and I say this as a former member of Congress, but enough is enough. We're at a tipping point in America. You had 12 Republicans work with Tina Smith and company to pass something called the Respect for Marriage Act, which was nothing, nothing of the like. It was the Attack on Marriage Act. Here you have a bunch of ne'er-do-wells who take kids to drag queen shows, who abort children, who think immigrants ought to replace our birth rate because we're not having children, passing a bill that upholds marriage? Oh, no, no. It wasn't a bill that upholds marriage. Just take a look at the celebration the White House had for the Respect of Marriage Act. And by the way, this would not have passed had it not been for Tom Tillis of North Carolina, who led the way on this, who led the way on amnesty, who's leading the way on a massive spending bill in a lame duck session. Seriously, folks, with Republicans like these, who needs Democrats? Think about this. In a couple of weeks, the Republicans will take over the House, and the House is really the power of the purse. All bills raising revenue and taxes must originate in the House. So all the, the Senate Republicans have to do is punt. If you punt it into January, we can finally get a handle on spending, which is bankrupting our kids' future if we have any kids left. Our monthly deficit hit $250 billion. That's 250 $250 billion in November, a record. We have a 30, well, more than $30 trillion in national debt that we cannot finance. Interest rates are going up. It will bankrupt us all because we've been printing so much money. Why have we been printing money? To cover profligate spending. So what is Tom Tillis and the Dirty Dozen doing in Washington? This is almost unbelievable. Too much to fathom. They are helping Republicans, excuse me, helping Democrats in a lame duck pass the Respect for Marriage Act, amnesty, no voter ID, and an omnibus bill that would set Biden's spending levels for a year instead of letting the House do it come January and cut spending. Tom Tillis ought to be recalled. I don't even know if you have a recall provision in North Carolina. But the the point is, this guy's the Democrats' best friend. And it started with this horrible respect for marriage bill. And it is horrible. And it's horrible because it does not allow for sincerely held religious beliefs to oppose what they consider to be 
uh, what they don't consider to be marriage. Now, you can debate whether there ought to be unions and this and that, and I think we ought to treat people with respect. We all do. But the word marriage had a distinct meaning for many, many years, and it meant a union between a man and a woman. That's the definition of marriage. Now, you can say you can change the definition, which we are, but that was the traditional definition, and it was that way because society, Western civilization, for 2,000 years thought that the best way to raise children, to procreate and then to perpetuate itself, was a man and a woman, a mom and a dad. Not birthing people, mom and a dad. Well, thanks to Neil Gorsuch, we have a gay marriage throughout the land now, and that usurped usurped family law and marriage in the 50 states where it was supposed to be. So after the high court overturned Roe, the Democrats went nuts thinking uh, Hodges would be overturned next, returning marriage to the states in addition to abortion. Well, you can't have that. So they passed the Respect for Marriage Act, which basically codifies, makes a federal law that says, we will overturn anything Raleigh does, and we will define marriage. And Tom Tillis helped the Democrats pass this bill. Just in time for Christmas. Not a boy, Tom. All right, we will get to the phone calls, I promise, when we come back. Right now, 570-1110. Your calls when we return on the Vince Coakley Show. Stick around. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. The Pete. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. formerly known as Congressman Jason Lewis, but more important to the Queen City, formerly WBT talk show hosts. Did five years in Charlotte and loved every minute of it. Missed the Queen City. Good to be back. 570-1110. That's 704-570-1110. Vince is back tomorrow. But right here, right now, today is CJ on WBT. Thanks for waiting, and welcome to the program. Yes, Jason. I'm so glad that you're back. I wish you could be on every day. I'd I'd have you for anybody else because you, you, you teach us all about what's really going on with government. You educate us. The reason I'm calling now is Kevin McCarthy. They have a bunch of these uh, people going to challenge him. Is that? I don't think that's a good thing, even though he has $510 million. Uh, why would they challenge if they have no money? I just don't really understand this. You know, it's funny. I may surprise people with this because, you know, when you're on talk radio, and by the way, thank you for the nice compliment, CJ, you're considered a firebrand and you're considered, a, you know, a, a Freedom Caucus guy on steroids. And I, I believe in a lot of those things. I certainly did when I was in Congress. But the fact of the matter is you have a very, very small window to govern. And the difference between Republicans and Democrats is 
that when when Democrats have power, right, they use it. They don't care about the next election. They, Obamacare cost them the House, but you know what? Obamacare is still here, isn't it? That's how Democrats operate. When Republicans get power, they immediately look to the polls. Oh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And they don't get anything done. So that's a long way of saying McCarthy should be the speaker because you have got to get something done, and the constant infighting doesn't help that. McCarthy is the guy that has earned that spot. But more importantly, he's going to do what the caucus says. And if you've got conservative members of the caucus, like I was, that are concerned about his direction, you put pressure on him through the caucus. And that's how it's done. Now, I will say this. I absolutely think, CJ, that Mitch McConnell has to go. He's He's in bed with this GOP dirty dozen in the Senate And as we used to say in the House, the Senate has become the place where all good things go to die. I I agree. And I think that uh, if if we can get Trump elected, he can raise enough money to put someone else in there because he uh, Mitch McConnell runs it with all his money. And and that's why he I think he continues to win. If he doesn't, if somebody else has a lot of money, I think they can defeat him. Don't you think? Well, that has been, you're 100% correct. The reason Mitch McConnell has a hold on the Senate is because he takes money from Blake Masters in Arizona and gives it to Lisa Murkowski, who votes for the Democrats, but she will support Mitch for majority leader. He's got so much money that he can, quite frankly, buy off these votes for majority leader. And that's got to stop, and it's a real problem in our electoral system. Um, but but your overall point is right. It's a fool's errand. It's letting the perfect become enemy of the good to try to throw McCarthy under the bus. He won the House, albeit small. <clears throat> is he is he pure like people would like him to be? Of course not. No politician is. But you've got to move quickly, get things done, and he he would do it. So I do think it's stupid for Andy Biggs to try to challenge him or anybody else. Just go with this and move the ball forward on the committee level and start tearing after Hunter Biden, start tearing after the FBI, start tearing after the intelligence agencies, start going after Joe Biden for letting the border open and do your job. Forget about this infighting. I agree 100 percent. I hope people will call in to these other people who are trying to trying to uh, compromise him uh, and tell him not to be doing this. I don't know. And pray. I think prayer is important. Uh, we need to pray for Tom Tillis because he's an absolute fool. He's a traitor to this United States and he's a traitor to the Republican Party. I have no idea what Tillis is drinking these days, but it's got to be illegal. Um, I agree. The, 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 now he's pushing this omnibus bill of $1.7 trillion in discretionary spending. The entire budget is now $6 trillion. Most of that's entitlements and COVID relief. But every year they can reallocate or cut the discretionary part, CJ. And now it's $1.7 trillion. When I was in Congress in 17 and 18, you know what that discretionary budget was? No. one point two. So mm-hmm. a half a billion dollars more... Tillis is trying to get across the finish line to help Democrats, and he wants it funded through next September, the fiscal year, instead of letting the House redo it in January. He is a disgrace. He's our Mitt Romney. (laughs) Yeah, he really is. CJ, thanks for checking in. Uh, You bring up some really good points. And that McCarthy point is a good one. The reason I'm sensitive to this is because I went through this with the health care bill. Remember when John McCain 
um, basically threw us under the bus. We had we had gotten a pretty good repeal of Obamacare through the House in 2017, the first year of, the, of Trump. And we had to vote for it twice in the House, and a lot of guys stuck their neck out. Then it finally passes, and it goes to the Senate. Now we're, all we're trying to do is get the skinny repeal to conference committee to fashion a larger bill that both houses could vote on. McCain tells everyone, oh, I'll vote for it, I'll vote for it, I'll vote for it. And the last minute, thumbs down, he throws us under the bus. Why? It wasn't perfect enough. And there were others who wouldn't vote for it in the Senate because it wasn't perfect enough. Well, let me tell you I, something. Um, I really believe the Republicans have finally got to stand up and do everything they can to go after everything, just like the Democrats do. They just pound and pound and pound. And one guy said, well, he's not going to vote for Trump. He's just tired of hearing it. Well, if it's not him, it'll be anybody else to go after anybody. Uh, they think now that they're going to destroy this country. They're going to do it. And if we don't fight back now, our country is finished for good. Because, CJ, uh, thank you so much. You are correct. Uh, we will move on. But I'm, I'm telling you, we've got to do something when we've got the power. And dilly-dallying around over McCarthy is not going to get anything done. The same with that health care bill. You can't let the perfect become the enemy of the good. Move and do something the way Democrats do when they have power. And that's why this is a distraction. Ralph, you're up next on WBT. Thanks for waiting. Hi. Good morning, Jason. Uh, I would like you to primary Tom Tillis. I live on the other side of the river up there at Lake Norman, and he is a disgrace to the Republican Party. I mean, he's got a low Liberty score. And uh, he hasn't had a town hall in five years. What, what do you make of that, Jason? Well, he knows that he's betrayed his constituents, the people that got him there. But he doesn't care uh, because he keeps succeeding without you. And that's really, you know, one of the things I write about in the book, Party Animal, the truth about President Trump, power politics, and the partisan press, is my experience in Congress and how oh, if you raise enough money and Mitch raises enough money, you don't need your constituents. You can do anything you want. Just buy ads on Raleigh TV, on Charlotte TV, and you're set to go. And as long as that continues, um, it's not going to change. We've got to address that. We've got to, we ought to take out PAC funding entirely. And frankly, we need term limits, uh, Ralph. Um, it's good enough for the president. It's good enough for people like Tom Tillis. Exactly, and everything. But, uh, you know, he, he, he will not. He, you, you can't even get through uh, on his voicemails. He don't even return calls. So he's not doing anything for his constituents. It's actually pretty shocking what he's doing right now. And I hope people pay attention because this is an, a 100% betrayal. Respect for marriage, amnesty, um, the omnibus bill. I mean, it, it, across the... the, the the issue spectrum, he's betraying you on each and every item. I'm Jason Lewis on WBT. Don't touch that dot. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Quote, yes to natural families, no to the LGBT lobby, 
yes to sexual identity, no to gender ideology, yes to the culture of life, no to the abyss of death. Now, that's the prime minister of Italy. Can you imagine Mitch McConnell ever uttering anything like that or Tom Tillis? So now we've got kids that are that are being sacrificed on the altar of transgenderism, gender fluidity, gender dysphoria, call it what you will. You've got medical clinics making a bundle off of operations that can't be retracted to kids who are confused at 10 years old or younger. You have the human rights campaign, the gay lobby, mandating gender fluidity training for kindergartners. Their welcoming schools program, Representative Angie Craig of Minnesota read it on the House floor. She's a gay activist. Can you imagine, you know, why can't some Republican just say, you know, it's not too many years ago this stuff would have been considered child abuse. I don't want a drag queen twerking on my five-year-old. But you know what? You do what you want with your kids. You keep your hands the hell off of mine. And this is why you've got parents revolting over schools. But where's the leadership on this? Well, it's, let's, not, let's not go into those social issues. We, we can't be clear, or, or we can't be there because it's just too divisive. So the Democrats can assault our young people. They can lock them up during COVID. They can give them experimental jabs. They can teach them to change their gender, confusing them for life. They can do anything they want to the kids, but we can't defend it? What? You know, I, I was telling you earlier about my Substack newsletter, Jason's newsletter at sub. Just go to jasonlewis.substack.com. And one just came out on the invasion at the border, but last week was the Democrats' war on the family. And this is really what they're in. They, they've got to break down the family in order to break down the civilization. And I hate to be so blunt. I hate to be, well, I don't hate to be anything, actually. I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, If we don't start standing up for our constituents, as Ralph was saying a moment ago, what would be the point of voting Republican? And by the way, think about this for just a second. In the wake of the Dobbs decision, Republicans in the midterms were told to stay away from abortion. Democrats ran on it, but you just don't talk about it. We're on the wrong end on that. We're losing on that end. And this is what happens when you believe your enemies. Don't talk about it. So Republicans didn't talk about it during the midterms. How'd that work out? It worked out pretty good for you? Now those same Republican consultants... Remember, the Lincoln Project, the perverts over there, used to be Republican consultants, Mike Murphy, Stuart Stevens, you name it, Steve Schmidt. They're they're just a a bunch of horrible people, kind of like CNN. They were advising Republicans, stay away from from marriage issues. It's, It's a loser. Stay away from abortion. Stay away from trans ideology stuff. Welcome the trans people. Support the Respect for Marriage Act. And what happens is Republicans don't get energized. They stay at home, and the midterm's a flop. You see, there's a, a, again, I keep harping about this, but I saw it up close and personal when I was in Congress. 
And that's why I wrote the book, Party Animal. Buy my book. I'm not saying that because I need the money. You don't make money on books. I'm saying it because you need to read this. Democrats, when they have power, change society. They don't pay attention to the polls. Republicans, when they have power, look to the next election. And if the polls aren't in their favor, they, they go silent. They shut up. And that is the fundamental difference. And I go back to Obamacare in 2010. In 2010, the, the, the Democrats knew they would lose the House if they passed Obamacare. They passed it anyway. They lost the House. They got it back, but they lost it. But Obamacare never went away. If Republicans, and this goes back to CJ's talk about McCarthy, if the Republicans don't take this term, the 118th Congress, to really affect change and go after Biden and company and the DOJ with a vengeance, then they're not going to have anybody voting for them next cycle. That's where we're at. One more segment coming up. Don't touch that dial. You're on WBT. All right, one segment left. I am Jason Lewis in for Vince today. The talk show host formerly known as Congressman Jason Lewis, author of the new book, Party Animal, The Truth About President Trump, Power Politics, and the Partisan Press. And by the way, everything I, I write in that book is a preview of what's happening. I go over the Russian collusion scandal. I go over um, the immigration crisis, the riots uh, that swept the country, and now the crime wave, the COVID lockdowns, the state of fear, economics. It's all what I saw in the 115th Congress and what I saw in a campaign working with President Trump uh, in 2020. And the craziness of that election, by the way, is all in there as well. So I'd encourage you. It's a great Christmas gift. You can get it at barnesandnoble.com. Or the ebook at Kindle or Nook or anywhere you go to get ebooks. Party Animal: The Truth About President Trump, Power Politics, and the Partisan Press by the Honorable Jason Lewis. Man, they call anybody honorable these days. And my newsletter at jasonlewis.substack.com just coming out moments ago on the invasion at the southern border. Now, I want to take a little bit of time to go back and talk about something I opened the show with because I think it's really, really important. Um, you know, Charlotte, Greenville, you name it. Um, you're about to get hit with a winter blast again. And about the time the winter blast hits you, you will come in from a very, very cold evening, warm up, turn on the tube, and you'll see 14 stories on global warming, on climate change. And if you wonder in your head, gosh, Um, it just doesn't seem that warm out there, you'll be called a denier, a climate denier. And I want to tell you flat out, folks, this is a strategy used by those who want power, by globalists primarily, especially on the climate issue. But it doesn't matter whether you're a climate denier or a vax denier or an election denier. People that call anybody else a denier and hide behind science are liars. And they are projecting their lies onto you. We used to call it gaslighting. If enough people wake up and are told every day for 100 straight days by everyone in power, 
that the sky is actually green, not blue. There will be a substantial part of the population that eventually capitulates and agrees with them. The lie gets out the door before the truth has time to put on its shoes. It's you repeat the lie and you do it over and over again. And I don't care whether it's climate or the January 6th committee. The global elites right now have decided upon a strategy to repeat the lie over and over again. And it's part of a Democrat media complex. And I think it started with climate, quite frankly, when they started censoring opposing views. But think of everything they've lied about. Was the 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 twenty the the twenty sixteen election was attempted to be overthrown, but it wasn't by Trump or the Russians. It was by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat and the media. It was by the FBI and the CIA. Uh, Clapper and Brennan were in the room when Obama was told that Hillary Clinton's campaign came up essentially with the false Russian dossier. These are the people that tried to overthrow the election by trying to impeach Trump over a false dossier about Russian collusion. Yet now they're calling you an election denier. Because in 2020, when there were wide irregularities, I'm not saying that that would for certain make a difference in the election. I'm just telling you, you can't vote for three months by mail and not have massive irregularities, which we have seen. And Carrie Lake now got a judge to agree with her. If you see these things, and yet the other side is telling you the opposite. If you question an experimental vaccine, and I'm not saying old people shouldn't get it. I am saying young people shouldn't. I mean, very young, but they're mandating masks and vaxes for infants, 14 booster shots. Now we've got myocarditis, which is not anecdotal. But yet, if you question that and just say, well, maybe we ought to just preserve it for elderly people or people who are at risk for a viral problem. No, no, no. You're a denier. It doesn't matter what the issue is right now. Now the J6 issues criminal referrals against Trump when they should be issuing criminal referrals against James Baker and the FBI against Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and the people that tried to overthrow an election by getting wiretaps on fellow Americans. You're being gaslighted. You're being told a lie is the truth each and every day. Understand that the next time you watch the news. Because unfortunately, It's not about to end. These people have a monopoly on information. That's what the Twitter files were all about. They were censoring reality and imposing a gaslit false agenda, a false narrative. And the FBI and the CIA were in on it. They weren't just advising social media, who are common carriers and can't discriminate. They were working with them. It's the greatest scandal in, in, I think, in my lifetime. And yet, we're talking about the J6 committee, which has no weight of law, which is not even a legitimate committee. <clears throat> look, look up the word gaslight. <laughs> it's when somebody tells you something that's demonstrably false over and over again until you acquiesce and believe it.
And until next time, have a very, very Merry Christmas. I'm Jason Lewis in for Vince. He will be back tomorrow. See you then. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 